Did you enjoy this movie? I think it was better than the first one, but that's not saying much. No, it's not saying much at all. It's definitely more entertaining. Yeah. More happens. Yeah. (laughs) Some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on One Star. Hello, and welcome to another episode of One Star, a bad movie podcast where we talk about bad movies that have one celebrity in them. I'm Lauren. And I was born in Britain, but for some reason I still sound like this. Go ahead. <laughs> this must be Harden. How do you know? Real quick, um, I, I meant to re-listen to our after episode before this, but I didn't. I can't remember if we talked about it. Out of the two main characters, one of them is not talking in their real accent. Which one would you guess? It's, I mean, I know it's her. Isn't it? It's still so shocking. It's the fakest real British accent that's ever existed. Like, everything he says, it sounds like... It sounds fake. It sounds like an American doing a bad British accent. Like, who has, like, never met a British person and is strictly mm. going off of, like, I think one movie uh, of another like, American doing a bad British person. <laughs> the, it's only from watching The Adventurous Adventures of One Direction. Yeah. That's the entire it's, basis. It is that level of accent. That's what's going on here. Um... So we're talking about After We Collided, which is the second in the After Trilogy. <laughs> Excited for the third one? Uh, yeah, we'll definitely be watching that. No, I won't. I won't make you do that. I was manipulated. We'll I did not consent. You did consent. That's a lie. I explicitly sent you text saying, <laughs> I, fine, I consent to watching After We Collided. There's... There's a um But I believe it was forced out of me. <laughs> I did not feel I was not in a space where I felt safe to say no. <laughs> it was coerced <laughs> consent. <laughs> there's um there's a we're working on Anastasia the musical right now and the stage directions sometimes are like everything you learn not to do in screenwriting classes. Mm-hmm. That's the level of stage direction are given in this book. And the one character is, it's like they kiss. <laughs> this is like literally verbatim what the stage directions say at this one part. It goes, they kiss. It is mutual. <laughs> and every time, so that's just been a joke, like throughout practice, where we're like, it's mutual. <laughs> it's mutual. Honestly, there's some scenes in this movie where a nice, like, little voiceover that says that it was mutual really would have helped. That would help a lot. <laughs> um,. But it's just so funny because we're like, we're just so glad that this book wants us to know that these characters consented to this, <laughs> <laughs> to this kiss. And there's another one that it's like, they kiss, it's one for the ages. <laughs> it's so, it's so weird. That's funny. Um, but anyways, so yes, we're talking about um, after. So do you want to like go in on your obsession with this franchise? It's not... It's like one of those, like, it's like a sadistic obsession. Because <laughs> I don't like it. 
Yeah, other but... people watch Saw. <laughs> this is mine. This is my version. This is Lauren's torture porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a little too on the nose for the content of this movie. <laughs> um, but I knew about the well when I first heard about this movie all I saw was like a clip on Twitter or something when it was like being advertised and kind of got the vibe that it was like 50 shades of gray for college age kids mm-hmm. um but surely like, written by high school did we decide that last time I don't know it was a Wattpad most likely I think so me thinks me thinks I think so <laughs> Me thinks because... that, you know this guy that's awful for you and really makes you feel bad? He's also the one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then I, um, I think, I don't know when I, I, I watched it and I can't remember when I figured or I learned. The backstory is that this was um, a One Direction fan fiction that was turned, um, that was adjusted to become its own series. So, mm-hmm. which is why Harry Styles became Harden Scott. Um, subtle. <laughs> very subtle. Um, and I think the one character, the friend whose name is Landon, is supposed to be Liam. Um, the one guy f- that I found out recently, it was on the Glee Project. His name is like Zed, and he, that's supposed to be Zane. And I think Louie and Niall were cut. Okay, I was gonna. I was gonna ask: Is fucking Trevor supposed to be one of them? I couldn't tell. No, I think that's just that was a freestyle. He's an OC. Interesting. Because I, <laughs> um, because I he's a total square, so he could have been Louis pretty easily. <laughs> Take it back. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they are the, all five of them are in the apparently. I have not, not read it. Um, I was going to say obviously, but I feel like <laughs> not so obviously. Um, I have not read it, so I don't know. But from what I've seen, there yeah, was five characters and two were I know two were several cut. people who would have who could be shocked by the news that you had not read this. <laughs> I know. And I I'm know. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, obviously. And I was like, yeah, I shouldn't. It's not obvious. I'm overestimating my own perception. <laughs> <laughs> um... At least I'm self-aware. <laughs> um, but I have a lot of, like... They, they obviously changed a lot from its origins because... Unless, like... I don't know. If, there's so many, like, fantasies. Like, childish fantasies just kind of packed into these movies. Mm-hmm. It's, like, surprising that it's not a rock star pick me girl kind of situation yeah what well, i based think based off its origins the most interesting thing to me is like harry Styles seems like a pretty nice dude so i'm like yeah where are you getting any of this from him no and he's like well and like his like public persona has just become a womanizer despite every interview him being like a overly um respectful to women and stuff like it's it's entirely just put on by the media, so just, like, that's just sad. Can you imagine him smashing lamps out of anger? <laughs> not, 
Not even like a little bit. <laughs> um, like that's the thing is like this character is like literally nothing like Harry Styles. The closest one, closest version of Harry Styles is Long Hair Harry. <laughs> Those a different person. That was his <laughs> reputation era. Yeah, exactly. There's I don't even think there's like a single tattoo that is similar. Like I mean, come on. It's right. It's so easy. <laughs> no, I think the like the bad ta- sporadic tattoos is actually a very accurate part. It I, is. I will give props to our makeup team on after but we it, collided. It's still, I still feel like there should be more. Like getting an awful quote on his back. That's, that's on. That, that that's on par. Hairy. That's on par. <laughs> Especially since it was like that back tattoo. I mean, we could talk about it now. I was going to talk about it later. It's so long. It's, it's such a long quote. And then it's suppo- it's read as if it's supposed to be meaningful. It means nothing. Um, When they show it, because he had just gotten it done, it's bloody everywhere and not in a place where a new tattoo would be. It's like literally like splotchy across his back, which is okay. That's a bad tattoo artist. <laughs> um, And it's not even center in his back. It's... Like, it's like you're reading right to left. It's like starting at like his right shoulder or left shoulder, and ends and just then, like a little off his left shoulder. And it's like, yeah, what? it's it's so obviously off center, and it's such an it's a weird spot. It's a weird quote that it's very on brand <laughs> for the uh, inspiration of this character. I just feel like we want I want one or two that are like clearly relative to his real tattoos and Harden also has two less nipples than than Harry so that's a problem <laughs> that is big number one fix the movie Harden has at least one extra nipple we can only yeah, make it one on. instead of two to like obscure For, a little bit but like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna need more than two. <laughs> like that's I feel like it's just such a core part of Harry Styles' personality is that he has multiple or, extra nipples. Or we'd go the Vanessa Hudgens route and we're just add a nipple every film. <laughs> I I love this idea. We're fixing it's a better movie already. <laughs> and we give significant screen time to nipple discussion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You can't just add them and not acknowledge the fact that there there are more now. <laughs> yeah, no. He um, gets the third one pierced. <laughs> That's their big tattoo shop scene. I feel like he also would have a little arrow tattooed pointing to a new one. Yeah, maybe the fourth one when he has the fourth one, a little arrow. <laughs> also, just criminal. There's you know. About One Direction, there's not a single One Direction song in this these movies. Not even a Harry song. Come on. I mean, I, I doubt they would license their music for this. Absolutely I doubt they go, hell yeah, this, this is what we want to be like, yeah, do more of this about us. Well, I think we talked about it last time, but Liam of One Direction has seen this movie. Has he? Yes. Um, cause I think it was when I was like looking stuff up when we recorded the first time is I found his, he like did like a live stream when he was like, cause he goes on live on Instagram a lot and was like talking about, oh, cause he has nothing else to do. Yeah. A little bit. Um, <laughs> and his like, cause I think this one came out in theaters or did something. It? Never would have guessed that. 
Maybe it didn't. It doesn't feel like it would. It feels like a Netflix film. It does. So maybe he didn't. His... So wherever he watched it, it doesn't matter for the story, but his girlfriend wanted to watch it. So he goes, okay. And so, like, he watched it having literally no idea about (laughs) the inspiration and the origins of this movie. And he goes, you know, it's not my speed. (laughs) He didn't enjoy it. And then he found out. After. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, like, in watching it, did he like recognize stuff, or was it that <laughs> removed from reality? No, I, no, it's it's like that far removed that he like didn't know that until like after he watched it, or like maybe halfway mm-hmm. through or something like that. He learned that. Um, and goes, and then I found out it was you know, and Harden was supposed to be my boy Harry, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and that's when he was like, and then I found out that my character was like the brother-in-law. He goes, I like, I, or whatever, the stepbrother. He goes, I liked him. He was cool, so that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was, like, talking about how he was like, yeah, that was, that was pretty weird. He goes, so, I'm, you know, I didn't know that going in. I might go watch the first one now. <laughs> Every time the, step, the stepbrother shows up, I'm like, what? Because he's, like, they forgot about him in this movie, but oh, yeah. then he's, like, still there at key scenes for some reason. They, like, forgot about him and the fact that he was, like, Hardened stepbrother and also a very good friend to Tessa, but mm-hmm. they just forgot about that entirely. Yeah, her, her best, she doesn't have friends is another thing I've noticed. And also something that I, I I noticed during this rewatch, I was thinking about a lot. Um, these two movies take place over one singular semester of college. Wait, that's not true. Yeah, is it? It's true. I, I, I does, does has she not dropped out of college completely at this point? <laughs> because, um, the first um movie starts with her moving into college mm-hmm. for the first time, meeting him, dating him, whatever, getting cut off from her mom, and then they move into that weird apartment, and then um. Breaking up, and then the timestamp for this movie is a month later, and they mention that it's her birthday, and that she has the same birthday as Joseph Stalin, so just to confirm, I did look up Joseph Stalin's birthday, and it's in December. Oh, wow. And that's, there's a Christmas party in this movie, too. I, w- I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny if you, they were like, you have the same birthday as William Shakespeare? <laughs> I was hoping that would have happened. Again, again. (laughs) Um, It's such a good person to pick (laughs) to have your same birthday as. Yeah. Um, I recommend it. Um, (laughs) But, well, I guess, like, it goes a little bit further at the end of this movie because it goes past New Year's a little bit, but they don't start the second semester by the end of this movie. That's insane. Why, mm-hmm. uh, why is she a freshman in college and able to full, have a full-time job? No. What? And and did so well at this full-time job that they're, like, moving offices and she's being promoted and taken to the new office after, like, two weeks of work. And the job no. being just coverage, which is literally the bottom of the totem pole because it's easy like, to do. Like, literally anyone can do it. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll get there, I guess. That's but. insane. That that 
that again more than anything proves this was written by someone who did not go to college because this is doesn't make sense no not even a little bit and again like the fact that they're like this involved with each other and let's give it the benefit of the doubt and say that this school year started in august (laughs) it's still only august to december the (laughs) where we are in this movie I know. <laughs> um, I I know. Like my first August to December of college, I had like just finally been like, okay, I have like good friends. Yeah, I feel like just then at the end, I was like, oh yeah, there's people I know that I can talk to that I'm not. I didn't graduate high school with. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't like in a. A deep relationship that made me... I cared about so much that I betrayed my mom and was cut off from all financial help (laughs) because of him. (laughs) Um, Honestly, a lot of real bitches of mothers in these movies. Yeah. I want to save it for when we get... When we get oh, to yeah. those, we'll, we'll, we'll dive but in. It was in, it was important because I feel like the short time frame is makes other things even more confusing. For sure. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that you were aware of that short time period because I that, figured that out this that time. changes so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else you want to say before we get going? No, let's get going. Okay. Well, it starts off with a Harden voiceover, which is. Very dramatic, and I feel like the f- did the first one start with her voiceover? I feel like it had to start with a voiceover. I, I mean, don't either. Yeah, probably. It feels like that vibe. I don't remember because I didn't rewatch it, and I won't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, this he um is being very dramatic, and there's a part that I I wrote down because he said that it was a story told through. Uh, passed on through the Greeks and Shakespeare and Jane Austen. I'm like, I feel like you guys are really overselling yourselves here. And (laughs) he goes, a quote in this voiceover is, she's free from the bonds of her oppressive parent. Which again, her oppressive parent was like just concerned that her daughter met someone, cheated on her high school boyfriend of, like, multiple years, um, was so infatuated with this guy that her, like, grades were slipping and all this stuff over the course of, like, a month? Two months? Can't be more than two months. A month? I, 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 will, I will say the financial cutoff is a little far. I can't defend that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That You cannot defend that. Not at all. But the just... the. The beginning, but it's not I like you're. Like, I don't know. It's not like you're a good option, Harden. <laughs> no, it's like reward. the initial like concern is very warranted. <laughs> the reaction was oppressive. I would I would agree with that. But um, and then he also a quote about him his character. He says he represents everything she resents. So. Clearly not, because she's doing a bad job at resenting him. Yeah, she does not resent him at all. So we get this voiceover kind of recapping, showing that they're broken up currently. 
And um, then he is, he wakes up because he was sleeping in his car by the train tracks. Couple questions right off the bat. Here's my question. Number one, was he pissing? It looked like he was pissing. I think he was supposed to have, but (laughs) I don't know. I feel like he was. He had to have been, right? Okay, so he's pissing, and the homeless man comes up to him. <laughs> and our, if you hadn't seen after, like, I could understand, like, putting this on, not realizing it's a sequel. It doesn't have two in the name. So your no. introduction to the main character is him berating a homeless man. <laughs> and this homeless person just coming up and going, excuse me, I'm trying to find somebody. And he goes, get out of here! Like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm pissing here. <laughs> um, I'm taking a wee. Sorry, I forgot to do it the British way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that's, yeah, I, I literally was like, wow, that's a, a weird way to start off a character that I think we're supposed to like. I think. I mean, we're definitely at least supposed to find him hot, which didn't work. Yeah. No. Um, and he's immediately, like, berating a homeless man for yeah. asking for help. Um, but my my question here is, where the fuck does he live? Because I, in the, the first movie, they're at a party at this frat house, and she goes upstairs into a random bedroom. Again, just bonkers thing to do. Yeah. And he follows her, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he goes, this is my room. Okay, so we establish that he has a bedroom in this frat house. Okay. He also has his dad, who's, like, the chancellor of the school, who has, like, a huge mansion. So he also has a a bedroom there. And also has that bedroom, that, like, apartment thing that he was sharing with her that he was supposed to be house-sitting for. Yeah, where is this guy? So, <laughs> why is he sleeping on the train at the on the train tracks? But I don't also, know. Because then it's made clear that she hasn't been sleeping in that apartment. So where she's he didn't sleeping. have to move out of that. That's a, also a great question because it's made clear that she hasn't talked to her old roommate either, and she wouldn't have been staying with. Landon, the stepbrother, at Hardin's house. So where the fuck was she? If she Because it's made clear that she was not living there. Yeah, because she's not paying for a dorm room anymore. So that couldn't have been it. No, she got kicked out of her dorm room. And then they moved into this place. But then she goes, oh, I just came to get my stuff. I don't know. Where is she going? Could not <laughs> tell you. This is just, like, key, like, oh, if they're not on screen, they do not exist. (laughs) (laughs) Very out of sight, out of mind kind of movie. Yeah. Because, like, why... They could have just had her be, like, still living there. And then it could explain, I guess, why he was sleeping on the train tracks. Although it still doesn't make any sense. So that was just just one... Right off the bat, I'm very confused. (laughs) I just don't know. No, there's like no, there's just no explanation for that. And then 
we're introduced to fucking Trevor. <laughs> fucking Trevor. In, so- um, because she's late for her first day of her internship, and she goes to run into the elevator, and then there's Dylan Sprouse is in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes like oh hold the elevator or whatever and then he's like it shuts and then she goes oh, ass wipe and then the door opens and then she's like I don't know they have like he was like oh did you call me an ass wipe but then he goes I was trying to hold the door for you and she was like uh huh oh yeah and like didn't believe him but like the door I, opened the door opened he clearly did open it for you I know. So, she's just being a bitch to be a bitch. Yeah, I I truly don't like it when good things happen to her. She deserves bad things. She deserves bad things, and it's also one of those, like, characters that's so poorly written, but, like, everyone just adores for no reason. I know. Like, she's a golden child. Well, first of all, she starts her assumingly unpaid internship. I don't... They, they specify later that it's paid. Oh, it is paid? Okay. She starts her paid internship by spending the whole night there and doing a week's worth of work in a night. Baby, you're going to get exploited so quickly. That is horrible. What are you doing, you idiot? And also, she, one, this intern gets a, her own office. Uh-uh. Crazy. Bananas. Ain't no way. <laughs> and then... For just reading, they, you'd be lucky if you got a stool. <laughs> yeah. Like, here, there's this common area. <laughs> um, and, like, one, she gets, she walks into this office and it's, like, filled with, like, files and cabinets and boxes and stuff. And they're, like, oh, yeah, interns didn't work out before, whatever. And then she, like, spends her first day clearing out this entire office and, like, decorating it. It's like, one, you cannot decorate. Like, you're an intern. You cannot decorate that much in an office on your first day, honey. And two, where the fuck did you put all that stuff? That's not yours. <laughs> is, Those is that are all, like, she, in... That's why she had to stay the whole night, because she didn't do any actual work for the whole work day. No, and she was too busy, like, throwing away important files. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's clearly they kept them for a reason, Tessa. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, exactly. There's no internship where you need to work until the next morning. Ain't a way. But she, d- yeah, doesn't leave. And even if it is paid, I'm sure it's not paid by the hour that way. <laughs> no. I'm sure she doesn't get paid for, like, You don't overtime. get to, like, just work as long as you want. As an intern. And, um, so, yeah, she, like, works all through the night. And then wakes up and it's the next day and the big boss is in her office. And he's like, oh, come on. And takes her to an out-of-town conference on the second day of her internship. Uh, Again, whose only job is to read. And he doesn't know. (laughs) And it only takes, like, there's only four of them going out of this entire company. And of course, and it's, it's an assistant, well. the finance guy, and an <laughs> intern. Literally, yeah. And what? 
And then he's like, oh, we, we have to go to this conference to basically network. Like, you're not bringing those people. You're certainly not bringing the business accountant guy. Yeah, who's boring as fuck. And the intern who you don't know and is essentially a liability because you're taking her to a club and she's 19, 18. <laughs> um, and your assistant who you're sleeping with. That doesn't seem like the great foursome to go get this, <laughs> get this get business funding. deal closed. No, not at all. Um, and then, so this is the first time, Harding gets two tattoos over the course of this movie. This is the first one, which I do feel spur of the moment just deciding to get a tattoo is very Harry Styles. Very Harry. (laughs) Very Harry. Um, and so he gets there and the tattoo artist offers him booze, which would literally never happen. (laughs) As, um, as the tattoo expert of the group, Lauren yeah, knows what she's I, talking about. I don't know if you guys have heard, I have a two-inch line on my ankle now. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, but that's, like, not recommended to drink alcohol before you get a tattoo. And it certainly wouldn't be offered by the tattoo artist. And then she goes, oh, it eases the pain. And he goes, I like the pain. Okay. And then she goes, well, suit yourself, you fucking... Right. She goes, suit yourself, you fucking masochist. It's like, (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) How old is Harden? Is he also 19? He's in college. I think because he mentioned going to London after graduation. So I'm assuming he is a graduating senior and she is a freshman. Okay, groomer. Right. I'm assuming. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because um, I was like, I was going to say, if he's the same age as her, this tattoo artist is also like risking getting her shop closed down just for offering this kid booze. I kind of feel like he's 21. Yeah. But he had a drinking problem for a while, which makes that not great for him. <laughs> um... And he gets, like, a bunch of, like, flowers on a vine, I guess, from, like, his neck to, like, down his side. I don't remember I this tattoo. I can't, I can't speak to it. I think I, I think saw the quote, and it, that really took precedence in it's my better, mind. It's better than the quote that he gets later. This one is <laughs> So not only, then we jump back to the conference, which not only is, like, a big deal but it's also like an overnight stay which she had no prior warning i know this is essentially a kidnapping (laughs) (laughs) um because they're like here come to this like overnight conference and then of course she gets a free upgrade when she gets there because that makes any sense because only good things can happen to her yeah so, oh, her room wasn't ready, so we're giving her, like, this penthouse suite, because that makes Because it's more sense. romantic. And then, because she didn't know she was going on an overnight trip, they have to go take her shopping, um, which thankfully and mercifully we did not see. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I No, I, I wish we had it. It would have been a break. This is too. It's it's, there's too much man focus. I would doubt this passes the Bechdel test. I don't know, but like, my gut says no. 
Well, the assistant talks to Tessa, but I also don't know what, if she has a name. <laughs> I guess she briefly does. Dis- I think she does. But, like, still, I think the only time they talk about something that isn't a man is either let's go shopping or, like, briefly describes her job to her, which really aren't. I guess that's, like, ooh, literally women. it. Because in this conversation with the assistant, she confides in this, again, second day intern, that she is sleeping with the boss. It <laughs> <laughs> has, like a, a, like, a serious romantic relationship where she has bonded with his child. <laughs> So that's a that's a big step. Although I do think it passes the Bechdel test because then they talk about how Tessa's underwear is in the wash, so she can't wear it. To yeah, um, I'm just saying when like the one one non man thing the women talk about is clothing. It's not like as big of that's a half pass. <laughs> just like I think it's like what's oh, that movie that came out with like a bunch of I think Jennifer Lawrence was in it. American Beauty is that a movie? What? Oh, I, not with Jennifer Lawrence. American Hustle. Yes. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. It like only passes the Bechtel test because the two female characters talk to each other about nail polish. It's like, that's not great. <laughs> don't that's like pat the... yourself on the back for that. <laughs> you don't get the little check mark. No. Um, so yeah, then we learn that she's in her, she's wearing her new dress to the club and she does not have underwear. So Which... You you know, I really thought that was going to be, like, a plot point was her not having underwear, but it's doesn't change anything. I think it's just because he... No, I, don't, I like, don't even know a single thing that it's affected by that. Like, I thought she was going to be, like, nakedly explo- exposed on the dance floor, which is a scene I would have hated, but, like, it's also, like, why would you bring that up if that's not happening? It's, I think um, just be- because Schrodinger's she, like, commando, you know? Maybe because she tells Harden she's not wearing any on the if, phone later? If you're not wearing underwear in the first act, you gotta go full tits out by the <laughs> third. Yeah. You gotta flash somebody. What are you doing? Um, so that was, like, just strange. Unnecessary detail to have yeah. included. Um, then they go to some nightclub where we learn that Dylan Sprouse, a.k.a. fucking Trevor, can, like, talk or speak, like, was it Japanese? I Something, don't, I don't some know. other yeah, language. Something. But then we have a quote from him. Um, it says, I love Ohio football, but I hate nightclubs. <laughs> My favorite quote of the movie. Which, I mean, we love, we love an Ohio shout out. Um, well, here's the thing. They're, I assume they're, like, nearby Seattle, like, in a college town suburb of it. Yeah. What? It's probably what? not far from Seattle. I think what it's does Ohio in... football have to do with anything? I think it's in California. I think this takes place in California. Okay. Like, drivable Still... from... Still such a weird reference to specifically call out Ohio football. <laughs> Just out of and nowhere. Why, and why that was relevant to that. He could have just been like, I hate nightclubs. And we would have been like, okay, got it. I don't know why that was that detail was included. But I love Ohio football. That might have to but be I love like Ohio football. our slogan or something. 
I think I might just start saying that anytime I don't like something and be like, I love Ohio football, but I hate this drink. <laughs> I hate racism, but I love Ohio football. Look, I love Ohio football, but I, I hate tyranny. <laughs> I don't really, know. really struggle to come up with something you hate, which Lauren is so unlike you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, even the, your most knowledgeable knowledgeable subject, sometimes you just you can't get doesn't come to mind. I understand. Um, look, I love Ohio football, but I hate geese. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. We found it. Now I oh okay now I have a question because I have a quote and I have no idea who fucking said that. Oh, it what was is the quote. The quote is. I think this is a quote from Tessa. Oh no 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 no, no. I got it I got it sorry. I figured it out. So okay. while <laughs> while Tessa's at this nightclub, getting super drunk and she like made out with some guy on the dance floor and Trevor is also there. um she or we see harden who's at a party at that frat house again with the people that like dared him to date her in the first place or whatever who are also like pretty forgotten from this movie they don't matter anymore no except molly the icon it was molly molly comes up behind harden and like covers his eyes and says Guess who? She's hot and she loves to fuck. <laughs> what I told you, she's my absolute favorite character. That was, was the quote when I was like, on her side. who said that? <laughs> <laughs> she, he, he like shoves her to the ground, which was also like, whoa, okay. Okay. Oh. Um, she's not even crossing any line. Like, you're not even dating anybody right now like it's fine i know she didn't even cross a line really um and then, and then uh, tessa drunk calls hard and harden does cross the line by being super possessive of his ex-girlfriend and driving to seattle to like stop her from having sex <laughs> yeah but before but before that Sorry. i'm glad he did then though <laughs> it's worth it that he did you're but, right you're right um, before we have, like, a weird conversation with Trevor and Tessa, because they're like, let's leave. Um, and I don't know who said it to who, or I think Trevor said it to her, but he, she goes, why the hell are you in publishing? Um, and then we had a, you know, fiction versus nonfiction debate, which is always Which, red flag fun. right there. If a man looks you in the eyes and tells you his favorite book of all time is, like, The Laws of Economics... You deserve any unhappiness that comes with him. And like, look, I'm, I am a nonfiction defender. Oh, I'm nothing genuinely... against nonfiction. Right. I like nonfiction. I enjoy it. Um, nothing against fiction, but reading an economic law book is much different. <laughs> Not even reading for it to be your favorite, for it to spark something in you so much. You're like, this is the best book ever written. That's wrong. I'm sorry. It's that awful. is just immoral. So that's when she like, I don't know. She spills wine on him. And here we go. 
Here we go. Here this, we this go. Was, before they left, she did like drunk call him and she was when she was on the phone, she's like it didn't like she didn't make it seem like she was in the best situation. But mm-hmm. still, he should not have intervened. He should have stayed where he was. Glad he didn't, because it, it gave us Our perhaps scene. the best scene in cinematic history. <laughs> <laughs> the tension is high. The stakes high enough. <laughs> um, and one, it's also just kind of curious how he got to this hotel in that short amount of time and also was able to figure out what room she was in. I know. That's a little sus. Um, but... So they're they're trying to get the wine stain out of Trevor's clothes, so he has to completely strip, and then Trevor or <laughs> Harden shows up, and he sees Trevor's glasses sitting there, so he <laughs> he knows somebody's here. <laughs> he knows someone's here, and he kicks down the door. <laughs> Again, at his ex girlfriend's hotel room that he is no longer dating. Yeah, just full on like stomps the door open and he says You can do it. <laughs> Fucking Trevor <laughs> Oh my god. No, it's, you sounded too British. That's you're right. Fucking but he it's it's a fucking It's fucking Trevor <laughs> And it's it's so good. It's just a great little scene. And then he goes, oh, hey, Arden, or whatever. And then it's like, we're seeing they, they know each other or whatever. I don't know if we knew because that before. Because Harden already had this internship, which I thought we knew, because I thought that's how she got this. We are, I thought we already knew she got it through him. That's one of my biggest, another complaint. I shouldn't even say biggest. It's just another one. That also doesn't make sense, because every time a new connection is brought up between Harden and this company or like the boss or whatever she's like oh my god he didn't tell me that but like literally she only got this internship because of his dad and when she mentioned she wanted to go into publishing Harden was like I can get you an internship there so like why are you always so shocked that like their his family knows the owner of the company it's like obviously yeah again I thought we knew this already we like definitely did but every time she's like he didn't tell me that because like he also he did but also like the things that you're like so shocked about are normal things Mm -hmm. that are fine anyways so then trevor leaves and uh they were apparently friends when harden had his internship last year which whatever (laughs) um then and, and she, how old is Dylan Sprouse? <laughs> un, He's got to be at least undefined. 25 then. And he wants to fuck around with this 18-year-old? I I think we're, he's supposed to be Harden's age. The same age as Harden. But, it, if, but he full has a job, so he's like graduated. I would have assumed. Because if he's like a high-level accountant, he's been out of school for a while. This is also the same company that took its intern on their second day to this retreat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say 22, because he had the internship with Harden. He, it was an intern last year. 
Okay, so maybe. So probably 22. It's still old to be dating a 19-year-old. Or wanting to be dating a 19-year-old. I think she turns 19 in this movie, so she is 18. Currently. Yeah. Then Trevor leaves, and they get into like a little fight, because then... Um, but then she convinces him... She comes on to him, but she's also drunk. So, precarious situation. And Harden says, I'm going to take advantage of that. Yeah. And honestly, like, we, I thought we were about to have an Alex Wolf on our hands, but he, he would be um, disappointed in this performance. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, if we don't get a timestamp... What are you even doing down there? <laughs> I'm not going to explain what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but you know, he's not, Wolf... he's not good. He's not passionate about it, as far as I can. No. So you don't get why... the Alex Wolf Award for pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which is why Tessa was like, okay, that's enough. No thanks. <laughs> We're good. We're well, good. Okay, I'm skipping ahead. You know what I was horrified by? It's her birthday, and he's like, why don't you blow me? Um, excuse you. It is her birthday. Oh, yeah, you're right. What the fuck? <laughs> <clears throat> He's like, what that isn't in your list of things that you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I, I have a problem because apparently in hardened language, do you have a condom means, yeah, just stick it right in. <laughs> Because she asks that, and he goes, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And then he doesn't go get one or put one on. <laughs> That's very funny. So he's just like, all right. And I was like, okay, that doesn't... She asked you a question in which you did not answer. <laughs> Maybe it's like Brit- slang in British. Like, condom means consent. <laughs> I think so. He was like, "Wow, she's asking me if I consent." Yes, I do. Yeah, like if if she, if she if she wanted him to understand what she meant, she would have to say, "Do you have a willy wapper?" <laughs> and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, of course." Oh, that just reminds me of like the the Joey King Jacob Alordi, um, the thing. translations video, quote unquote. Yeah, when, yeah. when it was a con and when he called it a rubber, and she was like yelling at him that that's actually a, an eraser is a rubber or some shit like that. Which uh, but Americans don't say that. If I went to an American <laughs> and was like, "Do you have a rubber?" Nobody's handing me a eraser. And also, like, I've definitely heard that be called that before. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's definitely they would go they would think condom first. Just Joy King's awful. I just had to bring that up. <laughs> we we keep the, we devolve into wait. Okay, I was watching with Kelly, and I was like, mm-hmm. "This guy's just not good enough." In reference to the star of this movie, it's like he's like he's just like too little almost to be scary and like the tough bad boy. And then Kelly had the brilliant idea of, if necessary, flipping him with Jacob Elordi in the kissing booth switching roles hmm I feel like cause Jacob Elordi's character isn't also is also not convincing as a bad boy but 
But I'd say I feel he's, like... he's like got, he's at least got like some of the more gravitas. And from a Euphoria people, I hear he actually is. Oh no, I don't hate him as much as I originally did watching the first Kissing Booth. Because <laughs> um, also just knowing how much he hated, or just like being able to sense how much he hated being in those films. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that would be interesting because, um, his like. His bad boyish tendencies are forgiven a lot easier in the kissing booth, which I feel like would make sense for this guy. And Harden's supposed to be like, as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, you shouldn't be with him. And it's he really is not even that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I do I agree. I feel like I think it'd be interesting. Pre- mm-hmm. And then he could just Jacob Elory can just talk in his actual accent. Well, he's Australian, right? Or New Zealand? Yeah, but what's the difference over here? It would literally still sound more uh, British, British than whatever. I know. He's definitely more capable of sounding British than this British kid. Um, and, like, Jacob Lordy is, like, hot enough to pull off the ruining your life for. Yeah. The... I agree. Because this guy's like, okay, I feel like you're... You're fine. <laughs> You don't need this guy. Yeah. But then in in the morning, she regrets <laughs> the decision to make that she made and kind of acknowledge like makes a comment that she made out with some random guy at the dance floor, which makes Harden mad. And like he runs out into the hallway. Again, <laughs> ex girlfriend. Got got to make ex- that clear one more time. Ex. So he is mad at her for like making out with someone that he doesn't know any detail about. She just kind of mentioned it offhand. Um and then chases her into the hallway while she's late for work. <laughs> and um but then they he did the fun, you know, pull the napkin under the tray of stuff thing. But when he runs out into the hallway, he is fully naked. Which is why he grabbed the napkin. But he runs fully out into the hallway to have this screaming match with her. But the door shuts behind him. And they are, again, in a hotel. <laughs> and then he just walks back in. Like, no, honey, you don't have a key. That would have locked. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get in there. Um, so I feel like that would have just added another level of... Uh, Stakes. <laughs> and it's like show dong if you're gonna do this. Yeah. Um the, I know this is a children's porn, but <laughs> what if it wasn't? Oh, and that's when he also he goes, Okay, well I fucked Molly, even though he didn't. He just decides to do that to hurt her. <laughs> you love to hear Yeah. It. Very healthy. Um, and then she's shocked to, because she asks Trevor why he knows Harden. She's shocked to learn that Harden worked there, which again doesn't make any sense. And then um, Trevor goes, Oh yeah, we were lovers last summer or whatever. And which would like, have been oh, an ha, excellent ha. twist. <laughs> she was like, Haha, very funny. And I'm like, Girl, how do you know he was joking? <laughs> And I'm like just saying, if he is the Louis, <laughs> it makes sense. 
I like to think I'm gonna take that as a Larry reference. <laughs> that was from you, so. <laughs> no, in the movie, like in the fan uh, fiction, yeah. like yeah. that's what they meant with that. Mm-hmm. And then Landon shows up. Finally. And Harden tells Landon that he's going to London. Okay. Uh, this is Bye, Harden. <laughs> Wasn't... Oh, wait, I'm confused where we are. Sorry. So, she was going downstairs the day after on the conference, and Trevor was like, yeah, I knew Harden from working here. Yeah. We were lovers. Which, again, I, I like to believe that that was true. <laughs> In my head canon, it's true. Well, Landon doesn't show up. It's um, the mom that's next. Is it? Yeah. Well, I think there's like a small scene with where he just tells Landon that he's going to go to London. Because then he doesn't go to London. I thought that was later. I don't know. Whatever. At some point, he tells Landon he's going to go to London. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, then, like, we're about to get to where the mom is, but there's a couple things I wanted to say. One, because she mentioned that she, like, takes an Uber every day, Trevor did all this research finding a car that she could buy, and then mentioned that the company would pay for her auto insurance. That I've never heard of that in my entire life. Absolutely not. Unless that is a company car. Yeah. And it didn't sound like that was the case. It wasn't like, oh, no, because also, she's an intern. I know. Who hasn't even been there a week. She's an intern. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, her auto insurance is not being paid for by this random company. Not Um, a chance in hell. And then she just like rolls up to that old that apartment of that Harden was house sitting and just parks in the middle of an alley. Like, honey, that is not a parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> but so um, she's she's like going home for her birthday, and yeah. she's like, um, but packing. also Christmas. But also, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Anyways, but um, she's packing, and then uh, like even though Harden's supposed to be in London. He shows up with his mother. And then his mother, kind of, you show where he really gets some of his tendencies from, (laughs) is like, what if you just didn't go to your own mother and just, like, hung out with me instead, just out of nowhere? And Which is an insane thing to say to someone who's like, I'm going home for my birthday. Yeah, to see my parent. (laughs) And then, um, but then it, like, works and she's like all right i guess i'll stay one night oh she also found a kindle that he bought her which i guess is important it doesn't really matter which is totally antithetical to like a lot of the stuff that they're trying to do i think because he's supposed to be like the they're supposed to be like the indie book guys you know and it's like oh we read that makes us different you would be anti-kindle as this person you would be like paperback means so much to me like Tessa would be? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I uh, absolutely. Harden too. He would hate technology like that. Yeah. 
And then, again, there's, like, another comment about how Harden's mom knows her boss, and she's, again, surprised why there are connections. But, like, girl, that's how you got this internship. <laughs> I know. You fucked your way into this internship, like, at least own up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then he, like, made his mom sleep on the couch. I know. So. <laughs> Give your mom the... You're having sex while your mom's asleep on the couch? That's insane. That's in, like, the, like, basic, a one-bedroom apartment. Absolutely. <laughs> Never. Never. I was stuck. Um, and that's, I just read, I was like, this movie is just so horny <laughs> all the time. At least that's it's like got something going for it. This it's got, time. it's what the first movie needed. <laughs> there was not enough of it in the first one. For sure. But so the, then, then this is the longest sex scene I've ever seen. Also, by the way, they oh, it goes on and on, and it's like, oh my god, just come already. <laughs> there's. There's one of two product placements in this scene. Did you catch it? <laughs> no, I, I remember the Kindle one. I laughed at the Kindle product placement. Well, There's a Kindle. Yeah. Oh, the Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. I remember. I, I, in this scene, too. and then in a scene later, you can. It's like pointed out that she's wearing Victoria's Secret underwear. And the one I, in this scene, they look like they're not. It's not lingerie at all. It's. It's the cheap shit. They look like child underwear. <laughs> I mean, I believe that is her. She's like only recently un- evangelistic. That is true. You know? Then she goes home in the morning and runs into her ex-boyfriend from the first movie, who has gone on to have a decently successful career. Yeah, he's doing well. He's dating yeah. someone famous. I forget who. Um... The girl from you. Yeah, that's it. You're right. Victoria Pedretti. Yes. And he was in you season three and he was in Halloween and Halloween kills. Yeah. So good. So he's doing great. I do like him and the other stuff I've seen. He's barely in these movies to have any kind of impression, but I know I I like how the scene, it feels like they almost made her like fight with her mom for the sole reason that, um, I forget who plays her mom. It's our one star. I should remember. Oh, yeah. Selma Blair. And for the sole, yeah. sole reason that, like, Selma Blair, like, wouldn't be in the movie. She's like, I will zoom in for five minutes and that's all you're getting from me. Literally, yes. <laughs> she's just in one, she's in one scene and it's a screen of her. Yeah. Um, it's from, like, the chest up. So, I for she was not... Um, physically present for shooting. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, send me the wig. I will record it from my bathroom. (laughs) And her ex is like so nice to her, which way nicer than deserved. It's been two months maybe (laughs) since like they were dating. They were in a long-term relationship and then she cheated on him almost immediately the night that he was there visiting her. (laughs) I know. Um, and then, like, her mom calls him, because they're, like, friends, like, mm, what, what I don't know if I, here? I don't know if I believe that this mom isn't fucking this high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not 100% on that one. <laughs> 
Um, when you put it that way, I can't see it any other way now. <laughs> I mean, he's not in high school and you, but he's it's the same vibe. He's fully a high schooler in this. He's in his senior year. Yeah. So it's like noted. Predator. Um, and then like the reason why she's mad is because her mom her dad showed up and her mom like sent him away or something weird and she doesn't care about that she cares that her mom didn't tell her or something weird yeah like doesn't care about the dad exactly what it was um so that's all that's all that so then she's like so mad at her mom that she just turns back and goes back to the weird house sitting apartment yeah and just spends her birthday uh, I, so here's a weird thing now Harden's mom just kind of like disappears when it's convenient for her to not be there yeah like we're not quite there yet but soon he's like oh I'm gonna take you on a day for your birthday it's gonna be like everything you want to do while his mom who's never been to the states is there for like a very short amount of time I know. Like, there's no way he's spending an entire day with this random girl that he's known for two months. (laughs) Over your own mother. His ex, his literal (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Oh, but they have to pretend that they're still together for his mom. Oh, I guess there was fake dating thrown in here. Yeah. There's literally every, like, trope you can think of. (laughs) Um, And then we learn his trauma, which I can't remember if we knew from the first movie i for to me that was out of left field i did not remember that at all and i'm like what's going on so here's just a fun so he saw his mom get raped as a child yes that's the scene and pretty horrific scene to watch a little too much for the kind of movie that this is dare i say yeah and um we'll get into it he does kind of make that trauma that happened to his mom very about him <laughs> i mean he was there and saw it which is traumatizing no, i was i was jo- i was joking to my roommate when we were watching it i was like he's kind of gatekeeping his mom's own rape from her oh he absolutely is he's like sorry that he's you like- weren't traumatized enough by it she's like my own assault <laughs> the thing that yeah. happened to me He's like, you should be as as uh, traumatized as I am. <laughs> um, but what's weird about that is that that scene is, like, I had that kind of, like, I remember seeing that specific scene. But when it was happening, I was confused because when I have thought about that scene since watching this movie, I thought it was in The Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> Easily movies to mix up. <laughs> so much in common. And I'm like, now I'm like, I don't even think there's anything similar in The Snowman that would make me think of... I have no idea where you got that. I don't know. But when it was happening, I was like, oh, because every time I had like remembered that specific shot, I thought it was The Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was just something. So like since that happened, since he watched that, he has had nightmares where basically night terrors where he yeah. wakes up and screams um and, and that's then his... because he's sensitive too he's not all tough he has trauma right um so then he has one again 
And then his mom is talking to Tessa and goes, oh, she, he had one again or whatever. And then she goes like, you know, he had them all the time, but he stopped having them when he started dating you. Okay, one. It's been three months. <laughs> <laughs> and two, she thinks they're still together and then he had one. So, like, wouldn't she be suspicious? Or, like, not even say that because he had one again. So, they clearly were not stopped. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And then, like, she mentions that her her mom hates Harden because, like, he lied to her. But, like, she definitely hated him before they even broke up. So, I don't... That's not part of it. <laughs> In fact, she probably likes him more than she... He lied to her. Um, And then, of course, they went ice skating because... We've got to throw every every trope possible the wall. fantasy you can. Yeah, and then it, this part's boring. Truly, it's like oh, they're dating. <laughs> they really shouldn't be, but here they are doing that. This is where she gives him head on her own birthday, and I was revolted. Well, there's something else that happens that's even more offensive to me. What? Because in her day of like, she gets to do whatever she wants. One of them is going to hot yoga, where she messed up the time and went to, like, an acrobat yoga, which ain't no way that's happening. Um, and then they're, like... I know, because, one, if it was acrobat yoga, it wouldn't be hot in the room. Right. They're different yogas. And, like, wouldn't you have checked that before you went? Yeah, aren't you not... Fu- no, because she's a child who's never existed in the world. She doesn't know to do these things. Yeah, that is true. Um, and they're talking literally so loud in this yoga class about how, like, horny they are for each other. <laughs> I know. It's it's too much. And so then they're like, let's get out of here. So they leave the class randomly. It's like, did you pay for this class? I, I know. I was horrified. So then they just, like, leave and run out. And she goes to put on the shower. She's wearing sweaty workout leggings. Like, workout leggings that are tight in compression already. And then sweating in them. And then she's in the shower and he turns on the water. So they're like, they're wet from both sides. <laughs> would, the, then, would that be difficult to take off is what you're saying? That is a horror show. That's <laughs> an absolute nightmare to be in that situation. And they do show a little bit of the struggle of him trying to get her pants off. Because it's difficult. I like to but think like, th- that that was unintentional. That, like, <laughs> they thought it would be sexy, but it genuinely just took them that long to do it. Because <laughs> they do show, like, the the struggle of pulling them off. But, like, even then, I'm like, that would be so painful. I literally would be like, I guess I live in these leggings now. <laughs> <laughs> these are just on me. So I do appreciate that they didn't pretend like that would just be an easy thing. But also... That's a that's a nightmare situation. We do get a butt shot in this scene, though. It's so not a good thing. one. It's very small. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's her birthday, and she goes to go down on him, and then her boss calls, and then he's mad at her for taking the call. <laughs> I mean... Whatever. I mean, I wouldn't take a call while I'm in the shower. No chance. No. Um, 
And then she had to answer the phone because the assistant was calling because she needed someone to watch the boss's child. Which, again, you're not calling the intern who's been there for less than a week. I literally, I know. I, I said she's setting herself up to be exploited. And now here she is babysitting for free. What did <laughs> yeah. I say? Um, so then we meet this nightmare of a child. He sucks. And he's a, when I said Trevor's a square, I take it back. This, this little kid. geek, where's the locker? I'm going to be shoving. All he cares about is a train. He sucks. Um, and then they, they fuck in the office because that's smart. Um, Again, it's like, what, plot wise, like, wouldn't it make more sense for them to be interrupted? Because, like, even the way it was shot, it was like, the door was like, in perfect clarity so it seemed that like it was somebody open. was gonna walk in but nobody ever did it was very weird because that's the thing because they like made a big deal about the fact that they were alone in the office but the door was still open like yeah you're alone you could still close it just in, <laughs> just case. in case no it's like i sleep <clears throat> with my whenever my roommate's out of town i still sleep with my door closed oh yeah absolutely yeah and I, you're just a bold move to be having sex in your office at your internship with just the door wide open. On, on again, day six, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, it cannot have been a full week. Um. Oh. I don't remember what context, but Trevor did imply that Tessa had a sex addiction, which I thought was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Because he, like, made a comment about, like, how she has, she is an addict or something. But she's not. No. If she she would have fucked him if she was. But she never does, yeah. which is it's an honestly annoying. It's like... She should have. It's like they're trying to do the will-they-won't-they, they, like, dynamic for the second movie that they add in these kinds of movies, usually with, like, a new possible love interest. But nothing even happens. It's, like, not even a question if they're ever going to do anything. It's not even, like, yeah. All the other one movies, it's, like, implied that they like the, the the new boy. Yeah. It's never, we know that Trevor likes her, but it's never implied that it's reciprocated. I know, it's very um, weird. It would have been, especially for this character, it w- literally would would have made sense if she was flirting with Trevor more. And, like, maybe that's why... His clothes were off and not because of the wine. <laughs> it, it would fit this kind of movie for that to have been the case, but it's not. I, I don't get it. Waste. Um. So then it's New Year? I think yeah. so, yeah. And they go to a party at that frat house with all the friends that bet against her or whatever and then she makes up with her old roommate and then um but molly our queen our legend walks walks into the room and just yells molly's here (laughs) nobody pays attention literally no one acknowledges her and then she sees tessa goes fucking bullshit and leaves just absolutely (laughs) iconic moments from her um, and then they play Truth or Dare again, and it's just them going back and forth, and then Tessa's like, is it true that you're a whore? 
This was the moment I started to respect Tessa. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you go, girl. Um, and then they get on a full-on physical fight. And then eventually he, like, takes her upstairs. Again, in his room? Does he have but a room also, at this place? Yeah. Very it could have been a random room. But he had a room in this uh, this building in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But it could have been someone else's room, but they do... They do. I mean, do it. Harden is surely the type to like go have sex in your bed and not tell you. Mm-hmm. And of course, on New Year's Eve, they have a mutual orgasm right at midnight. <laughs> okay, no, the angle this was shot, his dick was not inside her, and you can tell. The way she was sitting on his lap, there's no atomical way possible that they were having sex unless his dick is like on his thigh. <laughs> She was Maybe not centered. <laughs> um, oh, and then she goes into the in the bathroom inside the room, which no frat house has any bedroom with a built-in bed bathroom. <laughs> um. So earlier in the movie, he like brought this girl upstairs to like chat with her or something. So then, because he's been communicating... Oh, this we totally skipped over him punching the shit out of his dad. Did that happen? Did we? Yeah, <laughs> did that happen that, before? That happens at Christmas, and this is New Year's. Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, he fucking slugs his dad. <laughs> that's all, but it was funny to me, I laughed. And that's... And that's when he basically tells his mom that she doesn't care enough about her own assault. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I think I just was more affected by it than you were. <laughs> mom. I guess so. Uh, you just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he has been communicating too well with uh, Tessa, so we had to throw in a misunderstanding for no reason. So, um... Tessa walks in on them saying like, "Oh, I'm glad we did that. That was good, or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, or I promise just... not to tell anybody. Yeah. Um. And so then she automatically assumes that he had slept with her. So we love a girl boss who will just kiss a different guy in front of her without asking for an explanation. Uh, see, first. this made me like Tessa so much. She just, she, literally just... she immediately walks up to a random man and makes out with him just to make Harden jealous. And I was like, okay, girl boss. <laughs> just like right in front of him. And he's just like, what the fuck? And then Harden being the fucking worst, like decides like, oh, I should probably punch him. What did he do? He was just <laughs> assaulted by your girlfriend. And you're like, I'm going to beat him up. What the this fuck? This guy's having, like, the worst New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Literally, like, they run outside and are yelling at each other. She just runs up and makes out with this guy. And then he just gets shoved to the ground by Harden. <laughs> and then they just have a... Even do. <laughs> then they just... Have a, a verbal fight in front of everybody, which is fun. We love that mm-hmm. for them. Um, and then he doesn't come home, and she's upset. So she was driving and stuck her... Was trying to call him and then threw her phone on the floor of her car. Yeah. 
And we're supposed to be shocked she got in a car accident? Well, no. This is what's even more bananas. It's her light was green when she was going. So, like, she didn't do anything wrong. She went at the green light, but yet it's like... We're supposed, yeah. we're supposed, we're supposed to, to believe that she got into the accident because she was reaching for her phone. But no, like, the other person ran the red light. So, like, I don't even get why she was reaching for her phone at all. It doesn't make sense. um no it was stupid and but then we got Harden chasing after the ambulance which was I thought very funny funny. (laughs) he he, he was running his little ass off um and then Landon like goes and yells at Harden but like like, again it is (laughs) Landon again is like hey remember me I'm a character (laughs) um and like starts fighting Harden and but like again it there's no way that it is his fault that she got into an accident because they're just blaming him because she was trying to call him or like was only driving because she was looking for him or something but not the person who full ran a red light (laughs) um so then he like tries and calls Tessa and then fucking Trevor answers the phone and then uh He's like, why do you have Tessa's phone? Which is honestly a great question on Harden's part. I know. Because <laughs> why does, one, why is Trevor there to begin with? And why does he have her phone? <laughs> <laughs> and then we like explicitly state that the company is going to pay for the auto insurance. I mean, I guess I, it was good to bring that up. Because <laughs> it turns out she needed it. Um... Oh, that's what I put is the after we collided in reference to the car that hit her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he like, he like writes a letter to Tessa just kind of ex- like asking for forgiveness or something. And literally in his letter explaining that he's innocent and didn't sleep with that girl, he called her a conquest, which is not the best way to refer to a I know, it's like you haven't learned a letter. thing. <laughs> um... And what, I'm assuming that, like, what, he just slept with her? You don't need to apologize to her for that. Yeah. It may, it was probably mutual. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it was mutual. It better have been. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, one little apology is not really going to cut it, Harden. Um, oh, and then we did wrap up the assistant sleeping with the boss storyline with a proposal by the stepson which was something mm-hmm. and then it just really shows the kind of people that were at this like engagement slash were moving the practice to seattle party um oh but uh, and also she if she, getting this job in oh, seattle no. she's a college freshman <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> And they're like, we'll take care of your credits. You're just going to give her a degree. She's 18. She, and she, Freshly 19. I'm still pretty sure she dropped out of college in the first movie. So she maybe has like 10 credit hours total right now. Max. Max. Because <laughs> I don't think she finished the first semester. No chance she finished the first semester. <laughs> um... So, and then she, yeah, so she got a, the job offer in the new office, and then she, like, sees Harden at the par- the party and is so shocked. But again, he knows her boss. <laughs> and then 
she drowns the champagne and then the poor server apologizes to her for the fact that she just dropped yeah, this and glass she of champagne. Darts off making him clean it up. So, fucking rude. So such a bitch. Um and then she gets an Uber and they get in the Uber and I just again wanna remind that it's been four months since they've met. <laughs> I know. Oh, he's also is in London before this apology. And he flies all the way back from London just for this. I forgot. I just fucking forgot rich about people. That. Um, and then like the Uber driver's asking them about their Christmas, which was like a full two weeks ago. <laughs> and then we get the scene where they're they go and get Harden's weird tattoo that we talked about earlier. And then they're walking and some homeless man walks up to them and grabs them and turns out that that's Tessa's father. Insanity. I was just cackling when I watched that because I fully forgot about that plot line. And Me the movie too. That way. I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I was like what the fuck is happening he right now? shows up. Um... And then we get, like, a post-credit scene of Trevor, like, hyping himself up to, like, confess his love to Tessa. Oh, oh, I forgot to watch the post-credit scene. I know you told me to, but I completely forgot to. That's all it was. Okay. It was just him confessing his love for Tessa. Like, because they have a conversation, and he's like, I have to tell you one more thing, but I'll be right back. I remember and that. So then there's this, the, all the, the main credit scene is just him in the bathroom, like, kind of s- rehearsing his lines of what he was going to say. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we never get a follow up on that and he like never says anything to her. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming he's in the third one, but there was one part where he was like, the only reason why I didn't say anything before was because of human resources. Okay. A couple things. One, that issue's not changing cause you're still <laughs> moving and working the same office together. <laughs> and two, you're... <laughs> Your boss just got engaged to his assistant like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, the, those are, the human resources doesn't really have a grip on your company. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not a good excuse when the boss just has, had been fucking his assistant this entire time. <laughs> and you're not, you're still moving to the same office. Like that, that problem is not going away. Mm-hmm. And that's after two. Yep. After we collided... So, drinking game. Yes. <laughs> Affirmative. Affirmative. You're gonna wanna. Um, I mean, for every sex scene. Yeah, clearly. that's pretty good. Uh, for every like trope that they try to like ham fist in here when it doesn't need it. Yeah, and st- honestly, I feel like every time he says Tessa, I feel like it's excessive. When specifically Harden says Tessa. So you want to kill these people? Mm-hmm, I do. <laughs> um, Drink every time you go, that's an American doing a bad British accent. <laughs> and then you remember, oh, that's actually a British man just talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anytime he makes his mother's assault about him. That's, that's a shot worthy. Yeah. Every time he, like, destroys a lamp, I think I think he does it more than once. <laughs> um, finish your drink for the dad punch. Mm-hmm. 
finish your drink for the dad reveal. At the end, yeah. Chug. Actually, keep like another drink next to you for the end so you could just chug <laughs> a full drink for that. To wash it all away. I feel like that's good. Yeah, that's a solid. How do you fix this movie? The issue is it's so fundamentally flawed, like, that the first movie has to be fixed before we get to this one, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, you can't just... Because this one, like we said before, is very... It's much more entertaining than the first one. There's at least things happening. Yeah, very true. Um, I'd say casting changes for sure. We need a better Harden. Yeah. She can go too. She's very bland. She doesn't bring much. No. I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna write a one direction fan fiction, we need all five. Bring them back. Yeah, yeah. Where why if, actually no, I I've, I've decided Louie is the small nerdy child. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I thought like, Trevor was bad enough. It's canon. Trevor is Niall. He's blonde. It's a good enough link. That's just so offensive to me. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's just like no fixing this movie without addressing the first one. Yeah, I think um, just don't make movies based off fan fiction and not all yeah, okay i'm it. not gonna decry fan fiction i'm sure there's good well-written fan fiction out there don't make it the sex ones written by teenagers they just simply don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah because again kissing booth was written by a 14 year old this one we're assuming someone who has never stepped on a college campus um yeah yeah and it shows <laughs> And and the whole time Landon's like, yeah, I want to go to London after graduation with you, Tessa. It's like, again, she's a freshman. Yeah, she's she has not gonna years be for that. Ready to go to London for three years. Although she clearly does not care about her education. No, it's not a priority for her. Um, who do you think left this movie with their dignity intact? Um, Selma Blair and the, the boyfriend, because they only had to be in one scene. Yeah. They got in and exactly. out. <laughs> um, they they closed out their contracts and they said, oh, we're free. <laughs> um, we just kind of introduced our kind of shady relationship and we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for the check. Is that going into awards already? I think, I think so. So, the Doctor Aunt Mom Award for Choices. Molly. Anyone? My queen. Molly? That's my fix to this movie. I make a movie called Molly. (laughs) It's just about her instead. I feel like an honorable Dr. Amon mention to the fucking Trevor scene. Because that is just, that is a choice that they made. (laughs) But I feel like we can't, it's disrespectful to award it to him still though, you know? That is true. Because he's not choosing to do that accent. He just sounds like that. <laughs> it's just it's just so... Him kicking that door down and just yelling fucking Trevor <laughs> is so good. And I like... I remember I like sent you that clip on TikTok a couple months ago because I forgot that we had watched the first one and not the second one. 
I'm sorry if I ruined that moment for you. No, it's okay. Um, it's just so funny. Um, what about uh, the the Joey King? I mean, we have a lot of nominees. We have. Here. We could give it to the entire cast if we wanted to. <laughs> the Joey King Award for Disexcellence in Acting. Yeah. I'd probably lean towards Hero. I think he's very bad. Harden, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Dylan's fine. Yeah, he doesn't have that much to to do, so, like, he can dodge it for now, unless he comes back in the next one. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're keeping our eye on you, Dylan. (laughs) Um, I, I feel like it's a... It's a fight between the the leads, but I think Harden takes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just not good. Why does your natural voice sound so insane? Work <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, unless he's trying to do a Harry Styles Americanized British accent, but it's he still doesn't even sound like Harry either. No, again, because Harry is nothing like this. This is so fictionally far away from this man. They literally were like British man with tattoos. All right, that's all they took from Harry. I've got what I've needed out of this. <laughs> and and brown hair, scrawny, <laughs> brown hair British boy, with tattoos. Got set. it. Set ready, set go. <laughs> Who has a friend that the first name begins with an L? <laughs> got it. Um, and even though they're not even friends, <laughs> they're barely cohesive stepbrothers (laughs) so our uh miss potential wasted potential award um nope i don't you don't get it no but you all agreed to this one this one's on you for being in it you wait (laughs) you're squandering your own potential dylan sprouse by saying yes um yeah because even like the mom and the boyfriend character don't need to be in this movie. So it's, it's not even like they're wasted potential. They just shouldn't have been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, anything else? Um, I think that's all I've got for After We Collided. So how do you rate this movie? Um... I, I, it's like, it's a pretty standard one out of five, but it's not like a passionate one. It's just, it truly is like, oh, yep, they're having sex. Oh, yep, they're fighting. Oh, God, I hope if I don't have a child who watches that movie and thinks this is anything what a relationship should be like, because <laughs> that does present dangerous things. That is true. Yeah, I think I rated it one out of five on, on Letterboxd. It's just a very land movie so the good the bad the movie hmm I don't oh god I don't know I feel like what's a I don't I feel like every pretty much all the worst rom-coms I could recommend this isn't a com I don't know I said rom-com um that I could recommend I already have brought up here so I don't really know what to do for my bad or good for that matter. You got anything? Well, I think. I was going to say 
my initial thought for good movie was to all the boys I've loved before mm-hmm. because that is just a recent Netflix young person romantic movie that like actually did it correctly but I feel like I always do that when we do it like, I feel like we've it's come up <laughs> a young rom-com no, no, no movie recommendations this time because if you watch this, you don't deserve movies for a while. <laughs> Just go sit with your choices for a little bit. We need to take a break. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm really drawing a blank. I'm sorry. The one I, I don't know if I brought it up before, but I'm just trying to find like lists of stupid college rom-coms that are on netflix and there is one called the perfect date which has noah centineo and the girl from austin and alley and it is truly awful not the girl from austin and alley not alley wait do you mean al alley or rainy rodriguez (laughs) you're right i should have specified it's alley (laughs) it just had to be clear um it's like I don't even, it's something like Noah Centineo's, like, one of those where he, like, pretends to, like, be, you can, like, hire him for a date. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that, like, trailer when. And it's, it's, he it's was, bad. When he was the talk of the town. Yeah. There's also, what came up on this list is that awkward moment. It's not a bad movie. <laughs> With uh, Zac Efron and Michael B. Jordan. And Miles Teller. Okay, I know the one you're talking about. I don't know. What's the worst movie I just watched? I watched this movie called Population 436. Truly nothing to do with it. It's a horror... This movie, it's a horror movie that's really bad and boring. But as it is the most... The worst movie I've watched most recently, it will be my recommendation for this. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair enough. And no right, good movies. And... I don't sure... I'm not sure they exist. Yeah, because there's no good version of this movie. No. It just simply... I can't even think of, like, a good college rom-com. No, the... I You know, my theory is why there's very little good college media. It's because, like, in screenwriting, they'll be like... Right? They... Uh, one set uh, hand, they'll be like, write what you know. But then they're like, don't be pretentious and, like, write about yourself, you know? And don't... So, like, people are leaving college, and they're like, well, I can't write about my college experience. That's cliche, even though, like, nobody does it. And so there's no good college media. After I said that, I did think of First Daughter, which is a movie that I love. I don't know that movie. <laughs> With um, Toledo's own Katie Holmes. Woo-woo! Our girl. Um, yeah. And she's, like, the president's daughter, and then she goes to college. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm not saying there's none, but, like, I feel like that's why high school is so much more prevalent in film. It's definitely more, um, it's focused on more than college, so. Which I don't care, because, like, college was definitely a much more important time in my life than high school. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add? I'm all good. Uh, don't collide with anybody. Don't, yeah, don't collide. Just do, I want to go back to before we collided, you know, (laughs) before I saw this movie. 
Yeah, that's a good call. Um, all right, you can follow us on Twitter at One Star Movies. I'm at Mala Turnup. He's at Leather Velma. That's a me. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye.